Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Friday. Glad you're here. Dave's on the line. We're going to get right to him. Hold tight. 20 before 9, time to check in and see what's going on with your money. Boy, it was yesterday fun on Wall Street. Let's see, we noodle through what the Sam Hill's going on with Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services. Philip, good morning. Boy, was it a party yesterday afternoon, huh? Good morning, Dave. Hey, it sure was, man. I'm telling you, uh, everything ended up in the positive territory substantially, which was good news across the board. I'm not seeing it follow through this morning so far, but... Uh, but, hey, it was a good day yesterday. Matter of fact, the Dow Jones Industrial 30 actually for the first time since September 1st passed through its uh, closed above its 50-day moving average, which is an important number for a lot of traders. A lot of the traders watch that 50-day number a lot. Yeah, it's quantified to give an idea what was so surprising. Uh, the Dow was up by 332 points yesterday. That's gangbusters. That's almost a full percent. Standard & Poor's was up by 38. That's eight-tenths of a percent up. And NASDAQ was up by 112. That's another eight-tenths of a percent all in one day. That looks like party time. And, boy, you and I were talking about it before we went on the air. It looks like... You know, normally we say good news is bad news because, well, good news for the economy means a good chance of interest rate bumps. Sounds to me like yesterday good news was good news all the way around because they responded positively to the inflation numbers and the job numbers and everything else and said, oh, okay, let's buy something. Yeah, yeah. yesterday was a, the economic news was good news, and they took that to heart. The other thing that kind of came out yesterday, and I don't know what major IPO came out yesterday. I really wasn't paying attention to that part of the market. Uh, but there was a major IPO that was successful, came out yesterday, and uh, a lot of traders were cheering that. So that, they say, helped push up the Dow as well. Yeah, honest to gosh, I saw a thing about an IPO, and uh, it, didn't, it was something that didn't mean anything to me, so consequently I just blew it off. Evidently it meant an awful lot more than to others than it did to us. And <laughs> whatever it was, it was good news. Uh, we start the morning out today with a few more bits of economic data, and when you mix them together, it ain't bad. Import prices in August jumped by five-tenths of a percent. They were only expecting to go up by three-tenths of a percent. But then you yank fuel prices out of it, and import prices actually declined by about a tenth of a percent. Remember, fuel goes up and it goes down. The other stuff, once you pull that out, has a tendency to ratchet up and stay there. So they actually, on the stuff that we can count on staying where it's at, actually declined by about a tenth of a percent. I combine that up with a little bit of good news out of New York, that Empire State Manufacturing Index, that you know, I've, I've always said, you know, in normal times, it's just something we blow off because it's a sidebar. But in times like this, any indication counts. They were expecting it to be at negative 10.7, which is an improvement over what it was last month. It skyrocketed up to a positive number, 1.9, you know, completely the opposite direction of what they expected and a positive number. So we should have some cheery attitude on Wall Street to start the morning out one way or the other, or at the very least something can hold yesterday's gains. Well, you would hope, but right now I'm not seeing it much, Dave. Uh, it's... Uh... Yeah, we got kind of a mixed bag. The Dow is up just a tad, but everything else is uh, in the red as we uh, get ready to open today. But, but you know, I look at those numbers and say, well, that's that's good. Uh, when you first told me the import price number, because I didn't find it at first, I was a little skeptical because it got, went up more than expected. But 
you know, fuel is fuel. And, and so uh, we know that that price is skyrocketing right now. And so if we take that out and it's down, that's pretty good. Then that's uh, better than expected. Yeah, I'm calling that I'm calling that inflation reassurance anyway for the Fed for next week. Other tidbits floating around. Obviously, the lead story on the national news is the UAW striking, and they're doing it differently than they usually do. Normally, the United Auto Workers choose one company. Okay, we're going to slam Ford. We're going to slam GM. Or we're going to slam whatever the heck they call Chrysler these days. This time, they're slamming one subplant that feeds all the other plants at all three at once. And uh, from what I'm, what I'm what I'm reading, the manufacturer's offer and the union's demand are somewhere around a light year apart. So this one might be a difficult strike. And it could be. I, I was trying to read through this little article that uh, that hit my my news feed this morning, and um, they're, they're also it looks like they're doing some. I mean, just what you said, but also some strategic stuff. Like they're hitting a. Um, a mid-sized truck and full-size van plant in uh, Wentzville, Missouri for Ford. Um, Ford's Ranger mid-size pickup and Bronco SUV plant in Wayne, Michigan. And Stellantis, which is what Jeep and, and uh, Chrysler must be now, they're focusing uh-huh. on a Jeep plant in Toledo, Ohio. So they've targeted those three plants um, as uh, as strike force right now. And what's interesting, I'm trying to noodle through the union strategy. Obviously, they want to hurt all three companies at once, but they're also saying that it limits the number of strike paychecks they have to pay their members. I would think that if I were an auto worker in Detroit at a plant that wasn't being struck, and then they laid me off, I wouldn't be overly happy with my union. I It's not my line of work, so I don't know the ins and outs of it, but I keep wondering whether or not the union is doing the best thing from the standpoint of representing their workers on this, and we'll have to find out. Well, that, that's true, because the other thing that's starting to raise his ugly head right now is that the automakers are saying, well, fine, we'll just lock you out. And you know, if you're going to strike, we'll just lock out the rest of the, uh, of the factories. And, and just shut down. Yeah, the brass at GM has said, we're prepared for a strike. Well, okay, fine. We've been reading the auto sales numbers. There's a lot of already manufactured cars, trucks, and vans already in the pipeline. So the manufacturer can weather a medium-length strike. And it sounds like at least one of the big three is saying they're ready for it, and they're ready to go to the mat because a 46% wage hike is not in the cards from their perspective. Yeah, and I, I got it. You know, I, I just got to say, Dave, that I'm I'm a little concerned about the the auto workers um, thing because GM, oh, my headlines, GM sweetened the UAW offer included a twenty percent wage increase, mm-hmm. along with other yeah, benefits. I mean, come on, that's not. Uh, uh, what are they wanting? I, I, I haven't seen what they actually want, but that's uh, that's a pretty yeah. good deal to me. Their demand, the last time I saw it, was for a 46% increase. Now, that's not starting wage. They're looking at, uh, you know, they're looking after three, five years, whatever it takes, a 46% increase. And I, I just keep thinking, that's why I say, I mean, the two, the two parties are light years apart in terms of their offers, and neither one's budged all that terribly much for the last couple of weeks. So it, it's not going to be a pleasant situation in the auto industry for a while. No, I mean that. That's just and and you know that's. I think the ask they need to somewhere in between they need to come there. I mean, to, to me, a twenty percent wage increase is a pretty daggum good deal. Uh, 
and in a vacuum again, I don't work in the industry, so I'm, <laughs> but it, it it sure sounds like it to me. That I'll take a forty six percent wage hike here any day of the week. I'll take a twenty any day of the week. Yeah, exactly. uh, yeah. Fallout from that Carvana surged thirteen percent yesterday as the auto sector did it. I guess the uh, investors are saying, well, that means a lot more used cars going to move if the auto industry is going to shut down. I found that kind of interesting since they'd been under some pressure anyway. Yeah, and, and that makes some sense, right? If the new car prices, I mean, it's kind of like the whole, you know, supply chain issue again when it comes to autos that, that it made used car price go up because of lack of inventory. And I, I guess we're going to circle back around to that issue again. Yep. Other tidbits that came out this morning that were worthy of note because they affect something that uh, we use around here. Uh, Disney has been talking about breaking up a little bit and selling off stuff that doesn't directly relate to their movies and their theme parks. Among the things they own they're thinking about dumping is ABC. And word got out yesterday they're in early talks with NextStar on possibly selling ABC to Nexstar. That caught my eye because Nexstar is one of the big TV holding companies in the nation. They happen to own Channel 8, which is on our cable and streaming services around here. Don't know how serious the talks are, but evidently Disney is serious about spinning off some of their unrelated properties. Well, and that, um, you know, it, and that's kind of interesting because they, they've kind of built that whole TV empire with ESPN and ABC and um, Disney Plus and, and that whole area. So uh, maybe they're going to go back to some basics here. Yeah, that's kind of what their that, that's kind of what their new return CEO has been saying. Get back to the core business, amusement parks and uh, family movies as their primary core business, and get rid of the other junk. I know they bought ABC partially thinking it was a marketing tool to be able to uh, boost their showbiz and movie business and whatnot. And all of a sudden, it's turned into they got the number three network, and it's not making as much money as they expected. Oh, okay, fine. Pump and dump at time, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> it could be. Otherwise, can you tell there's not a whole lot else going on? We had an update yesterday on Wall Street, and as uh, we've been talking, I've been watching a little bit more pink show up on my futures charts 45 minutes before we open. What is happening this morning? Yeah, it's not looking real good this morning, Dave. Uh, the Dow Jones is basically flat. It's up $6 going down as we speak. Uh, S&P 500 is down $5, uh, about a tenth of a percent. And the NASDAQ 100 uh, down $41 or about a quarter of a percent. So <clears throat> everything's pretty much, you could say, in the red. Uh, on the other side, we've got silver making a little bit of a bounce back, up one and a quarter percent, gold up a third of a percent. And crude oil, Dave, unfortunately, has passed over <clears throat> 90, uh, yep. up 26, uh, basically up a quarter of a percent to $90.36 a barrel. That is not what we ought to hear. I better fill up with gas now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> by, Monday, by Monday, it's going up. Overseas markets, the Asian rim in general was happy with our close yesterday. The mainland Chinese market was off by about a quarter of a percent. Everybody up was everybody else is pretty well up. Uh, Europe is looking at our numbers and saying, "Yeah, okay, fine. We're up fractionally across the board in the European community. The uh, French markets are up by a, almost a percent and a half this morning. They're the big gainer at the moment. Everybody else is up by less than a half a percent or so. Somebody needs to find out how retirement can happen for you. doesn't matter what age you're at. A plan can get you closer to where you need to be. How do I find you to get that plan, Philip? 
Well, you know, that's just the case, Dave. Everybody needs an income plan for retirement, and over 70% of people don't have one going into retirement. That's why I developed the core retirement design to help people design that retirement they always dreamed of. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement analysis. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730, 95.3 FM. And you and me back together again on Monday morning here to check in and see what's going on up to the minute. Philip, thank you so much, and you have a dynamite weekend, right? All right, man, you have a great day. Do I need to say go Knowles? They're meeting Boston College. You know, it's going to be a rainstorm, so hopefully they can uh, persevere through the rain. Yeah, the storm warnings are up there, but the Knowles are number three, so a good win would look pretty good for them, wouldn't it? <laughs> Absolutely would. Take it happily. I'll see you Monday, sir. It's 105.7 right, Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler. All right, everybody. Have a great weekend. Join us again Monday. Until then, so long.